0: Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Love of Life podcast coming up next.
1: Christian education, because it serves him who says, I am the way, the truth,
0: and the life is the love of life.
1: This is the Love of Life podcast, conversations with Jesse and Courtney.
0: So last week, we got to talk to David and Diane Vaughn. That was a really good episode. Um, we learned a lot about crisis pregnancy centers, mm-hmm. the overturning of Roe versus Wade, what the call is to the church now in that, um, even kind of some of the theology of the family. It's kind of a mix, a uh, broad um, overview yeah, of all things to do with that.
1: Yeah, and it's good talking to people that are They've been in the fight for so long. Mm-hmm. They've, they've been talking about these things from, you know, before we were actually even born. Yeah. They just, they know so much. So if you haven't seen or listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. It was, it's very profitable. Um, Diane is, specifically Diane is very knowledgeable regarding crisis pregnancy centers, where she worked for 12 years, Thrive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what, what else can we say about David? Because he's just a wealth of information. He's he's a library, a catalog, uh, just, you know, of stored information and and wisdom to go along with that knowledge. Yeah. And we just, you know, I, it, people can probably see that for the hour or so that we interview them, but we just glean so much from them.
0: Oh my gosh. Off the I'm off
1: our totally. off our podcast or whatever, they're I'm just so, so great to talk to. Yeah. And,
0: yeah, yeah, I'm so thankful for their influence and their um, willingness to answer questions. Mm-hmm. I feel like really, especially since David did our premarriage counseling. Since around the time I first met him, I began asking him questions and yeah. just, you know. So, but both of them let us just say, "Hey, what about this? Or, yeah. or what about this?" Obscure scripture that I don't understand at all, or topics, any anything biblical or current. Yeah. yeah. Um, Before
1: you were a Calvinist and you thought that was all crazy. Yeah. He was he was a great person to talk to because mm-hmm. he didn't come at it in a vindictive. Let me give you the five tenets. Let me give yeah. you a tool up. Let me. It was very much like, well, you know, some people. They have taught this, this over the years. This old dead guy teaches this. this. This
0: old dead guy says that. Yeah. Here's kind of the history. Here's what the church fathers have said. And yeah. Then I'm like, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, he's not. He's He does a great job of handing the information and um, in a, I don't know, a really great way that doesn't make you feel like, why did you even ask that? You know, right. like just, he'll give you all the information and... All that, but yeah, in a really digestible way,
1: right? I think that's one of the one of the marks of a good teacher is that he 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 he, he doesn't berate, he is gentle, uh, and in his approach when it comes to teaching. Mm-hmm. So when he teaches, he teaches in a way that is profitable for the listener. So even if you're on the opposite side and you think something contrary to whatever. Position He's holding Mm -hmm. you can you can hear that person out as opposed to I've seen other people they they can be very vindictive about their (laughs) positions that they hold and you kind of get turned off by the person when what we really need to do and what our society at large Christian or non fail to do is we are at a point where we don't really have good arguments anymore. We don't have good um, ways about debating. Mm-hmm. most people most things we we debate in mean categories we, right. we
0: debate we, etiquette is kind of gone it's
1: gone it's more attack the man attack the man and you know i think there's a whole host of reasons as to why that is but it's it's to our detriment because we're not really you know, again pulling it back teachers i just think a teacher like david you can sit and be on the opposite side of an issue even but he will Gently lead you along. Yeah, he's dogmatic. Expound. And dogmatic about the dogmatic right things. Dogmatic
0: where, where he needs to be. And then, you know, he can say, well, this, all these things are within the realm
1: mm-hmm.
0: of the Orthodox faith. Yeah. And then, you know, and people disagree with some of these tenets and, sure. you know, which uh, there are a lot yeah. of yeah. Those, <laughs> those grayer issues that aren't salvation, that are just more... Um, you keep reading the Word, and you keep listening to good teachers, and the Holy Spirit leads you in all truth.
1: Right, kind right. Of things. So all that to say, go back and listen to the last podcast that yeah, we did with really David great. and Diane Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: forgot where we started. No,
1: it wasn't really. That's this is not our subject. We're gonna right. probably talk about. Do we want to talk about pagans first? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, that was interesting. So uh, recently, Brad Pitt. Did you see this? Brad Pitt dressed uh, in a skirt. And in fairness, a lot of people were saying it's a dress. He he went and was in a dress. Which, (laughs) if we've seen some of these people, uh, these guys that come out and they're wearing dresses, they're really in real dresses. Like, you know, I didn't see him in this. You didn't see it. Mm -hmm. It looks more like something you would have seen in Braveheart. It looks like a kilt. It looks like a kilt. Kilt. Is it a kilt or a kilt? It's a kilt. It's a kilt. (laughs) It's a kilt. What
0: did I say? Kilt. You said kilt. Okay, it's a kilt. It's a kilt. Well, we don't wear them, so
1: we don't wear them, right? But he basically did it to wear, or he had a dress on. Okay. Okay. All right. So you didn't see this.
0: I didn't see that he. I didn't see him you, wearing one. No.
1: You didn't see the the news but I saw about the it clip. or anything. You saw you saw what clip? The clip of him the in clip, a dress. No. Okay. Well then <laughs> all right, there you go. So there's a clip of him being asked about this. Okay about why he decided to wear a dress and i'll go as far as to say it looks more like a kilt than a dress but nonetheless everybody interpreted as a dress but here's here's the clip okay so we'll we'll watch and give a reaction
0: i have to ask you you made all those headlines wearing a skirt what was the inspiration
1: i don't know we're all gonna die so let's like mess it up you know it was so good it was great (laughs) Okay, so Brad Pitt, he I love this clip.
0: <laughs> you do? I do. <laughs> okay. I do,
1: actually. Because what we have here is an honest pagan. We have an honest pagan who comes and says, we're all going to die. It, it's, God has put eternity in the hearts of man. God is, man, all men know, all men know, rich or poor, that they will die someday. And Brad Pitt is making a truth claim with that. You know we're all gonna die someday, so let's just mess it up. Let's just eat, drink, be merry. tomorrow we die, okay mm-hmm. but he's also making some ethical morality truth claims here he's 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 calling into question that we need to mess something up. Well it's,
0: there's something that's not messy that there is a a standard there a right. is a
1: high standard. There's a higher standard here. There's a standard of morality. There's a standard of ethics. But according to Brad Pitt and many others right now, let's just mess it up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're all going to die. Like, see how hopeless that response is. See how pagan yeah. that response is. And yet it's very honest right. and very telling of the pagan. They really know. We're going to die. It's, it's what we talk about a lot. It's Romans 1. Man suppresses truth and unrighteousness. What they're attempting to do, be it Brad Pitt or others, is suppress the truth and unrighteousness to where we cannot differentiate between male and female. I mean, God has a created order. Mm -hmm. God has created order in such a way that we know a male is a male and a female is a female. But Brad Pitt, an honest pagan, says, we're going to die. Let's just mess it up.
0: So like, what's it even matter?
1: What's it even matter? So,
0: really, he's logically consistent.
1: That's why I like <laughs> this. Yes.
0: If, so, because he's basically saying there is no God, there is no higher power, there is there, like, all well, we're going to do is die, all this is vain, it doesn't really matter, so let's just...
1: All is vanity. Mess all, things yeah. up.
0: Like, that's all there is. This huh. life, this right now, kind of what we see, who cares, like, mm-hmm. there's no reason for doing or being... It's like it stops there. He didn't say anything about there being a God or not a god, yeah, no, he but didn't... he's definitely not saying we have purpose, we have meaning. It's basically like, what's the point?
1: Well, he's not saying we have meaning. And yet in a well in a sense he is. He's using a negative. He's okay. he's saying he's saying, let's just mess it up. He's saying there is purpose by saying let's just mess it up.
0: He wants to you know mess I mean? up the purpose. He's messing
1: up the purpose. He's messing up the natural order and the and and how God made things. Right. That that he is suppressing and others are suppressing the truth and unrighteousness. Um, you know for the for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal nature, have been clearly seen. Men are without excuse. Mm-hmm. Here's here's Brad Pitt. He's without excuse, and but his excuse is, we're just gonna die. Let's just continue to mess it up. Well, that's not the, you know, that that's, that's the antithesis of the gospel that we share, that we talk about, that we love. There is purpose to life. There is a ultimate standard, you know, as mm-hmm. Rush Dooney said, as Doug Wilson says, and many others, by what standard? Mm-hmm. Right? Well, by what standard do you do this? By what standard do you do that? Brad Pitt is, he's, there's a reflection here of a standard.
0: Mm-hmm. An ultimate standard, a right and a wrong. Uh, you should do this. This is the right way. You shouldn't do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So contrast for me the hope of the gospel. Why somebody who has the hope of Christ would not say something like that?
1: Um. Because what,
0: what they what would they say? What well, would
1: you they say? would. <laughs> they would say, "Don't do that." <laughs> I mean, you know, right. we have. So uh, I I would say many things. I would say we have an eternal hope. We don't just eat and sleep and tomorrow we die. Uh, as Lewis, C.S. Lewis said, you've never met a mere mortal. Mm-hmm. Everyone around us, me, you, everyone listening, watching, um, people that we know, our friends, our loved ones, everyone is is actually immortal. Yes, we're mortal. We're going to die. That is That's true. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying something that's not true here. But... In a sense, because of our souls and the fact that we will be resurrected someday, we are, in fact, in a in, in a in a in a way we can say we are immortal. Mm-hmm. Mortal to this life, but immortal eternally speaking. Mm-hmm. Um. So I would say that no, God has a. I would say God has a created order. We don't mess it up as Christians. We we take dominion and we do everything that we can through the gospel of Christ, to bring the gospel in people to obedience, to follow the commandments of scripture, to not only know God, but as God reveals himself to them, they will be enlightened. They will see, and they'll see all around them. Oh, wait a minute. Of course a male is a male and a female is a female. And that's not, it is biology, but it's biology that was set forth by a creator. Mm -hmm. It was, it was, it, it is a part of the created order that God, chose to clearly put in all of us Um,
0: in his image. He made them male and female.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. So that's a part of what I would say. I mean, it's like, you know, it could go on and on. Sure. (laughs) But that, that, that is essentially what I would, what I would say to that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And there, because of the hope of Christ, because of the hope of eternity, we have purpose here and now how we live matters. It impacts the next generation. It, um, we can walk in obedience and there's blessing there. We can walk in disobedience and there's,
1: there's a and there's, curse there. There's a curse for that and there's a reward for blessing. Mm-hmm. There's a reward not only in the life to come. A but
0: reward for obedience. A
1: reward for obedience, right. There's a reward here in this life that yeah. God gives to people. You know, if the wages of sin is death, messing it up is part of that sin. It's a part of that or it's part of that wage. That leads to death physically sometimes, but ultimately spiritually, mm-hmm. ultimately separation from from God for forever. Um, but we as Christians who have a glorious hope, we don't we don't parade ourselves around like that. that's That's not what we're called to do, nor do we find joy in it. Mm-hmm. N- nor do we find hope and rest in those things. We find uh, you know, the peace of Christ rules in our hearts. We don't want to mess things up. Mm-hmm. We want to, we want to make things right, right as they are, according to God's according way. to God's way, and God and God's yes, according to what the Word says and and would have us live by.
0: This kind of reminds me of something I read in Titus. It's actually like a really Titus two and three, uh, a really clear gospel message. Mm. Um. Hold on, let me find it really quick. Starting with... Chapter 2, verse 11. Um, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, who are zealous for good works. Declare these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no one disregard you. Um, And then in chapter 3, starting with verse 3, So that being justified by His grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. And then, um, the saying is trustworthy and I want you to insist on these things so that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. These things are excellent and profitable for people. And then it goes on with more instruction and things to avoid, but I thought that both of those, um... Parts were just really great, really clear about God, by his grace, through Jesus, saves us. Mm-hmm. And then he saves us from lawlessness. He saves us from a lack of self-control. He saves us to be conformed more and more to his image through obedience to his word.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is the... that's That's the antidote to...
0: It's what Brad Pitt's missing. <laughs> it's what, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's that enormous worldview, mm-hmm. that biblical understanding that Christ makes us alive so that we follow his commandments, so that we follow his word, and we want to do so. If you love me, you will obey my commandments, Christ said. Mm-hmm. Well, part of that is not messing up the created order.
0: Right. And the perfect law of liberty, like God's law, his ways, truly set us free. We're bound to sin. Before we're converted, we're bound like we can't obey God apart from His saving work, His redemption. It's the Spirit that gives us the liberty to obey.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I'm I'm reading um, Kuiper's book. Oh yeah, on uh, lectures on Calvinism, and one of the one of the main distinctions that he puts forth in the book is it is w- within every culture, it is either ultimately paganism. Mm-hmm. or it is Christ, and, it, 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 and it's one of the two. It, mm-hmm. You know, it, Scripture in the Old Testament says, choose this day whom you will serve. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, our particular culture, it, it is Christ or chaos, like what, you know, Doug has said, right. but it's also what Kuyper has said, you know, a century ago, mm-hmm. which is it, it is either Christ or paganism.
0: Yeah, it's kind of what First John says too. It's either God is your father or Satan's your father.
1: Right, right. Yeah, market differences.
0: Yeah, it's, between the two, I feel like sometimes you can't see it that clearly. No, but in our in our day and our culture, it's becoming <laughs> more and more clear. Yes, like, things are
1: becoming progressively sharper and clearer all the time. Yeah, all the time in the church, outside of the church, it's yeah, it's becoming very evident.
0: Yeah, it's like life and death, and it's so stark. Yeah. In, in the actions and the words of people. Yeah. Yeah. So also from the Kuiper book, uh, there are spheres that you're telling me about. Mm-hmm.
1: So one of the things that he talks about in the book is the various spheres of life that ultimately Christ sh- should have a, a say in. Of course he does. He's Lord of heaven and earth. So he has a say in all things. But he points out, so these are, this book is Lectures on Calvinism. So he points out that, you know, it, there is, um, in in religion, that there is a sphere of religion, or the church. There's a sphere of politics, there's a sphere of science, uh, and there's a sphere of the arts, okay? okay. And basically his, his main thesis, or point, one of the points is to say that, Christ is above all of these things, we as Christians need to care about all of these things. We need to not only care about our own small orbit, which we are called to, you know, we're called sure. to family, family, government, and church are all three institutions, if you will, created by God. Mm-hmm. Romans 13, 1 talks about you know, the institution itself of government is a created thing by yes man creates it but it's ultimately it's derived from from god God. Mm -hmm. um and so his his point is to say that uh god is above all things christians are called to essentially infiltrate the culture infiltrate politics and, and and everyone has their own calling some people are not directly called to be a politician some people are not called to be uh, to have a youtube channel i'm not saying this is a calling but you know there's something <laughs> that we do and right. this is a this is a in, this is a sphere of influence for us like we talk about that if it's small or large it's still a sphere of influence mm-hmm. um you know, there's a famous. Everyone has a sphere, and everyone of has influence. a sphere of influence,
0: whether it's online or offline. Unless you got, unless you got no
1: Facebook your... friends, and you're, and in... you don't
0: walk outside your house. You never, yeah. I mean, you unless you live in a, store. unless you
1: live in a box. And I don't think anybody watching us probably lives in a box and mm-hmm. has zero Facebook friends, right? Um, or whatever,
0: or even real life interactions. Like you don't right. go anywhere. You don't, yeah. Right. Right. If you're that much of a recluse, then you're probably not even watching this. <laughs> well, that's, that's
1: the point. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but so 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 Kuiper. There's a super famous quote. People that know Kuiper know this quote. People that are going, "Who's Kuiper?" <laughs> They're what uh, paraphrasing his quote. Kuiper says that Christ looks out on all of the land. This is a paraphrase. Uh, Christ looks out on everything, and within everything, he cries, "Mine."
0: There's no square inch. Not a
1: that's it. There's not a square. Thank you, thank you. I knew I was missing a, an important point. And any money that's a Kuiperite or whatever is going of which
0: what? he doesn't cry. Of
1: which he mine. does not cry. Mine. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so in understanding that, that gives Christians even like us a whole new perspective of, oh, we need we need to care about what goes on locally, uh, with decisions that are being made. Um, civilly you know politically we need to care about these things we need to and and even if we're not necessarily directly heavily involved with things we need to be in prayer as christians Mm -hmm. um i was about to say prayer changes things but that's a that's a pretty overused cliche and a little corny but prayer does change things but there's truth truth to it it. (laughs) yes yes there is a lot of truth well obviously there's there's truth to that is that when we are Uh, And we're called, Paul says, to pray for our leaders. I just wanted to get that out. Okay, go. This
0: is like not directly about that, but it is about prayer. Uh. (laughs) It's that thing that our pastor said weeks ago. Pastor, which one? Jeff or Caleb? Pastor Jeff. Pastor Jeff, okay. Talked about how just the importance of prayer and Mm -hmm. how prayer is so potent and how even Jesus, like throughout his Mm. life, you see him praying. The things that happen in his ministry were brought about by prayer. Mm. Even his own resurrection, like his his prayer life. Well, well, You got a chapter and verse for that? That was yeah. Yeah, Jeff does, Pastor Jeff has one.
1: It's John seventeen, but okay, okay John seventeen. <laughs> okay.
0: His he was praying for his own resurrection. Like his prayers were vital to the work that he yes. did. Yes. Yes. Like, which is just like mind-blowing
1: right and so since you interrupted my point let me add on to your point okay so you read i didn't read all this but you read by i think it's thomas goodwin is it thomas goodwin the return of prayers yes oh my gosh okay so what was one or two of the takeaways about that
0: oh man too many um well when when we pray we are supposed to be expectant And it's different than the, you know, like, let me just pray for a yacht and then look for like keys to fall out of the sky or something. It's not that kind of thing, but it is like when we're asking for the Lord to take care of our needs or to move in an area that we need him to or for spiritual growth. And sometimes it's material things, but not like just for our own pleasure kind of thing. But when we're praying biblically um, influenced prayers... We're supposed to look for how God's going to answer it, what he's going to do. And then when he does answer it, like we need to recognize that, mm. that correlation, that answer for prayer. Otherwise, we think that God's in debt to us when he has like richly blessed us with all these answers and just kind of the language that prayer is. We mm-hmm. pray to our father and then when we see him move, it's like, that's a it's a currency, you mm-hmm. know, that we... Mm-hmm. we put in we pray we ask and then we see him and it's like we we know his love and his care for us in those answered prayers um mm-hmm. how valuable those are he also talked about laying up prayers
1: i was just gonna is, bring up the laying up of prayers has been
0: huge because yeah. i think sometimes yeah. you think like i'm really gonna pray for this again like should i pray for this like every day like right. that seems almost like repetitive and there's that scripture that talks about like don't keep saying these long prayers over and over that thinking god will hear you but I think the point of laid up prayers is you're viewing you're, there's something that you're pressing in
1: mm-hmm.
0: about for prayer. Like we pray for our future posterity and right. that's a prayer that we pray consistently and continually yeah.
1: for children and people, people mm-hmm. we don't even know yet, but we go beyond just grandkids. We go as uh, our, future generations. our future generations, which could be a thousand years Five thousand years of time, who knows? Yeah. But we, 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 we're not just praying for our children uh, or grandchildren. We're praying beyond that for. We're praying for them too. Because well, we're praying. of course, (laughs) we're praying for them too. But yeah, it's it's a lot bigger. It is. We came from people, you know, a thousand years ago, whose families have grown by the thousands. Yeah. So I think in understanding that, what was the numbers that uh, Doug was saying? Something like. um,
0: it's kind of crazy, the, the Between the two of us. Yeah,
1: the multiplication, sort of the compound interest, the right. uh, compound nature of it all. We
0: have five kids. Each of our kids gets married. They each have five kids. Then you're at 25. Plus Quickly. our five right. kids, plus their spouses, so 35. And then they all get married and have kids. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, a few times of that, and you are at hundreds of thousands. Right. Like, it's...
1: So when we're praying for posterity, we're praying... My math might
0: be bad there, but it's a lot.
1: Yeah, I would say hundreds of thousands.
0: It's, it's a lot hard. quickly. But it is I mean, yes. it doesn't take that many generations to have from two yeah. Yeah. be, you know, a whole lot yeah. of people. So that, that's a prayer that we pray in laying up prayers. And it's just, I guess I kind of mentally view it as like a pile. <laughs> you know, like in the throne room. Like we're just laying up another prayer. We're layering those prayers is that, as we is pray. That,
1: is that the picture that you get is a pile a Pile of Prayers.
0: Kind of, kind of. yeah. Because when
1: you told me, when you read that section to me, I couldn't help but think of the message in the bottle thing, uh, you know, uh-huh. where somebody throws it out to sea, it's lost uh. for 10 years, and then, of course, it falls into the hands of the lover that it was supposed to go to, uh-huh. or whatever. Uh, I don't know what movie or book that's from, but anyway... Uh, yeah. So in my in my head, <laughs> the vision, rescuers. No, the Rescuers? Oh, is that what it is? The or cartoon. The,
0: there is message message in a bottle, which is one of those. Yes, sparks, but, I th- but I think
1: it may have been. I haven't. There's seen
0: that it. long scene in one of the
1: those that, cartoons. That animated movie. Yeah, the yeah. rescuers. That's right. That's yeah. a sad movie. But anyway, it is. Uh, I get in my head when you t- when you read that section to me uh, a, a message in a bottle. <laughs> it's just sort of sent out, and um, that and and, and 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 so. But how that helps me. Think about our prayers is some prayers might not be answered within our lifetime, mm-hmm. including, of course, the future posterity, because there's only a certain amount <laughs> of time that we have sure. that we have to live. But there are certain prayers, for instance, when we when we pray for, um, you know, our country, for instance, we're praying right now for today's country, but we're also praying for the future mm-hmm. bit of the country too, for, mm-hmm. for, for for a future time. Um, you know, there are certain things that I wonder the people that prayed for the future of our country that prayed for future posterity or prayed for different things. Maybe they didn't live to see the answer to their prayer, Mm -hmm. but that prayer like a message in a bottle or whatever was sent out Mm -hmm. and eventually God answers that prayer because it was laid up at a certain point in history history and time. That's just yeah, how I kind I view of it as rendered a layering,
0: it. but yeah, yeah e- either way. Well, I mean, you know, even that, that we know the Lord. Did we have grandparents, great, grandparents, great, great, great parents, mm-hmm. grandparents that laid up prayers for their generations to right. to know the Lord. So I think it's just like a, it's a one more here, here, Lord, we're giving this to you. We know you can answer that. And then trusting him with when and how he answers it, but, um, kind of it being a faithfulness thing and yeah, as often as we think of it to give him that again and to, to add to, and then, yeah, for some things that we pray, it's like, you know, there's a mountain of people that are praying for that too. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like it's when when in, in God's time, all these things are gathered up and then there's like this outpouring of Mm his blessing of the answer. Um, so cool when you get to be a part of like the tipping point of those prayers. Right. But, um, so yeah, laying up prayers, it's almost like a savings account, you know, like just laying up another prayer, just giving that to the Lord. And then he does have a return on that. Um, those are two really, really huge things. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've gotten better about documenting. Not always. I need to even be better, but just even grabbing my journal and writing, sometimes it's like the only thing I write for months, but it's cool. Um, God's answer, because sometimes they're small things and you could almost miss it if you weren't consistently praying for it and then like noticing, you know, it was like, oh my gosh, that was an answer to prayer. Right. And sometimes it's not exactly how we thought God would answer it, but it clearly is an answer to something. Um, Sometimes it's more obvious, but like jotting that down. Like mm-hmm. this is another credit of God answering us. This is another. And just the testimony that is to us yeah. when we feed on his faithfulness, when we have a need again, and it seems like, well, how will this one be taken care of? Then we can go back and go, well, remember that time and remember that time and remember that prayer and God answered it. Yeah. And to our children, it's a witness to them that we prayed for this and look what God did Yeah, over and over about small things, about big things. So many things.
1: I don't think we were as uh, we've prayed, obviously, from the time we got married uh, now, but we weren't consistent with it together to mm-hmm. pray together mm-hmm. up until the last, say, year or two. Had
0: mm-hmm. two years, yeah.
1: And it seems that with the sort of prayer list that we have, the daily prayer list, and we don't make every day. We There are days where we miss and we're busy and things happen, but we try to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, and as as you said, there's a lot of specific prayers in there, mm-hmm. and to see with specificity the Lord <laughs> answer certain prayers mm-hmm. that we have prayed, it's like wow, this—that
0: was clearly an answer. He is because, the God who
1: sees. Yeah. He's
0: the God who hears. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And it encourages you to pray more. Like, yeah. what's the Rush quote about?
1: You can never ask for too much.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: You can never ask too. Yeah, it it, it almost seemed. Yeah, some yeah. The quote <laughs> seemed a little hedonistic, almost word of faithy or something. But he means it in a sense of a Matthew seven. When you when your son asks you for a loaf of bread, do you give him a snake? You know. Well, how much more will our Father give us? Mm-hmm. And. When it's asked within his will and when we are seeking the Lord, you know, we're not seeking just the things, right. but we're seeking the Lord. Um, and, and then we have needs or even sometimes wants. I mean, the Lord has answered both needs and some of our wants mm-hmm. like a father would. The mm-hmm. way that we, you know, we don't give our children everything they desire and want uh thankfully for them for 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 their yeah. sakes yeah for their uh, and also for our sakes where we haven't we're not granted everything that we pray and what we want mm-hmm. but the lord is clearly to us we have seen subjectively here mm-hmm. um the lord answer prayers that we go he he is he is hearing us yeah. he he is listening
0: yeah it's also it makes me think of the scripture uh, about if you say to this mountain, be removed and thrown into the sea, that it will be like, I think part of the rush quote is, we can't ask for something too big. Like we're asking mm. for revival and reformation across our land. We're asking for the ungodly to no longer rejoice in wickedness, but to delight with the truth. That's a mountain of a prayer. That's yeah. that's a huge prayer. But knowing that God can answer that, that God can do that. And you almost kind of go, but how in the world would that look?
1: <laughs> but God can do it.
0: Yeah. And then hopefully we live to see that type of a, a move of the Lord. Um, but then we'll know, like we had a part in laying up prayers for that. I'm sure we're not the only ones praying for that, but, um, so yeah, it's, it's a neat, it's a neat way to see God, God move and work and, um, in real time and space, it increases our faith and our trust and our just, wow, what else should we ask for? Like, for for salvations and for eye openings and for um yeah everything tesla's, all our needs
1: teslas <laughs> <laughs>
0: no probably not but no um,
1: all right fine they
0: all don't right. make a tesla big enough for us they, <laughs> that's for <one> true <laughs>
1: that is true they definitely do not they do not all right is that a good place to wrap it up i think so all right thank you very much thanks Thank you for listening to the Love of Life podcast, Conversations with Jesse and Courtney. It is our duty through our schools to create a new one, a God-centered one. We are told in Proverbs 8, verses 35 and 36, For whoso findeth me findeth life, and shall obtain favor
0: of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me
1: wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death.